0: This class is Le'ilu Nishmas Basha Liba Basafram aleha Shalim, May Her Neshama The title of this class is Egg Ed Part 4. This class is solely intended for educational purposes. It does not in any way replace a Rav. Any questions regarding your personal Kashrut standards should be discussed with your Rav. We've discussed in past classes the idea of checking eggs for blood. Today we'll discuss who qualifies for that and if there's specific qualifications. And how it's done sometimes maybe in restaurants where there's big quantities of eggs as well as is there a minimum eggs one can one needs to cook is there such a thing that it has to always be an odd number and does one have to have a specific egg pot so regarding who can check eggs obviously anybody and any jew over the age of bar mitzvah could check for eggs that's obvious the question is if a child under the age of Barabbas mitzvah could check eggs for blood so, regarding obligations that the Chachamim uh, gave us, told us we have to do, one of the examples could be B'dikaz chametz. the author rules that a child could be trusted to check things that are were obligated to check midr'abonun. And when it's a laborious task or difficult checking, then lechatchila, initially, uh, it's not the best thing to rely on a child, and if one wants to fulfill the mitzvah of the Chachamim, Mitzvah and a on the highest level, they should not rely on a child. Although, if a child still does it, it, it checks it; it's fine. That's when it comes to the rabbanon. However, in truth, checking eggs is not even a chiyuv drabbanon. It's not an obligation from the rabbis, and not only for the eggs that we use today, which are not fertilized, but even for fertilized eggs, which the potential of there being a dead chick, which is a de deiraisa, someone it's forbidden to eat such an egg. The obligation to check, there is no obligation to check, even the rabbanan by such eggs. As we mentioned briefly in other classes, Shochan Arch mentions that we rely on, chaz, on majority, on raiv, and since the majority of eggs do not contain blood spots, there is no obligation to check. Although the my writes that the minhag, the custom, is to check when it's not too difficult. But when it's a little difficult, when there's not enough light, or when the egg was hard-boiled, then we don't check it. Even when the eggs are fertilized eggs. all the more so, when it's not fertilized eggs, that there is no obligation, and the only reason why it's done is because of a minhag, because of a custom. Therefore, based on that, the commentaries explain, that since it's only a minhag, it's only a custom to check, definitely a child could be relied on to check. Obviously, a child just requires basic understanding of what blood looks like and how to practically check the egg so that they are actually checking it, not just uh, cracking it open and not properly checking. Now, regarding someone who is not from or someone that's not Jewish, could you ask uh, someone that's not from or a non Jewish person to check? So, regarding a non from person, if they care about kashras to a certain extent and they know that you care as well, then for such a thing, since it's a minhag, it's okay to rely even on a not from person um, to check the egg. When it comes to a guy, to a non Jewish person, some want to say that you could even have a guy check since it's only a minhag but the guy should be given an incentive to find the blood. For example, if they find the blood spot, you tell him you'll give them a dollar or five dollars, whatever you think will be enough of an incentive, then in such a case, since the guy is benefiting from this, he will uh, look for the blood, he'll find it, and uh, he'll show it to you. Um, that's what some say, some may disagree. One, if one comes to such a situation, they should ask thereof if they can rely on this. There are many ashgachas out there which will rely on this in restaurants and caterings where Sometimes hundreds, upon hundreds of fresh eggs need to be checked, and the mashgiach is busy checking other things like lettuce, which is a much more of a serious chiyu obligation to check. And if he starts being busy checking hundreds of eggs, he'll neglect the other areas of the or in general watching the kitchen. Therefore, hashgachas like the OU and the Chafke and others will use the system of telling a guy to check and giving an incentive that's strong enough that's going to give the guy. Uh, a desire to come forth and find the, the blood spot and, and show it. Even if one generally wouldn't rely on a guy to check eggs and they want to eat in a restaurant, which possibly relies on that, there's no need to worry. One does not have to start asking, did the guy check or not? Because as we mentioned before, halachically, there is no obligation to check. It's just because of a minhag, and especially in a restaurant where it uh, actually is a type of uh, bother to go and check so many hundreds of eggs, Halakhically, even, even according to the minhag, that we do check when it's not, uh, when it's not bothersome, this would be considered, bo- considered bothersome, and according to uh, simple understanding of the rama, one wouldn't have to go to check all those hundreds of eggs if, uh, you know, if it's not fe- feasible. So therefore, having a guy check them is going a little bit above and beyond what's needed, and it's totally acceptable, it's totally fine, one does not have to uh, get worried if they could eat in such a place. Now we'll go into the next aspect of cooking eggs. How do the eggs affect the pot? So if one cooked an egg with a blood spot in it, or fried an egg with a blood spot in it, so it depends if the egg was an egg that was fertilized or not. If the egg was fertilized, then it's more problematic, because the entire egg could be a potential dead embryo, which then in such a case, the pot must be koshered and the frying pan must be koshered. However, if... It's a non-fertilized egg like the egg we have today the blood spot itself is the only issue and that blood spot itself already is bottle usually is nullified within the egg there's usually 60 times more egg than that blood spot and even if not there's also water usually and usually it's, it's not a problem in addition to that the chachamim only forbid us to eat that blood spot because of maris iron although there are some opinions that hold it not that, that the chachamim actually hold the blood is fully forbidden but the generally accepted opinion is that this blood is only forbidden because of maris ayin. That means you just can't eat it because it looks wrong to eat it. But the blood itself doesn't even have to be butyl. In theory, even if there was more blood, since it's coming from a non-fertilized egg, it cannot make the pots non-kosher. However, back in the days when most of the eggs were fertilized, people wanted to be cautious to not, not trif up their pots. And Therefore, there was a custom that some people would have, that they would have a separate egg pot a unique egg pot like that worse comes to worse if an egg was cooked in the pot and the pot becomes not kosher they could wait 24 hours and kasher, in the meantime they have they're not stuck in their kitchen they have other pots to use but if they would use a regular pot and then they, the egg has blood in it now they'd be stuck and they can't use that pot for 24 hours until it's kosher that was one solution another solution that was thought of was that halacha states that if there are three eggs cooking, and one of the eggs has a blood spot. This is specifically dealing with boiling eggs. If one of the eggs has a blood spot and the other two do not, that one egg becomes something called batul b'roev. It becomes nullified in the majority, because there's a majority more eggs, there's two eggs to one egg, so majority of the eggs are kosher. They actually make it that now, those two eggs did not become treif, and the pot did not become trafe. and you just have to remove that one egg that was a, that had blood spots, and once that egg is removed, everything else is fine. Based on that, there was another solution that you don't have to have a unique um, pot for eggs. You use, you can use a regular pot as long as you just always make sure that there's a minimum of three. And as long as there's a minimum of three, you know, worst comes to worst, if one egg was a problem, then you're good to go because you just throw that egg, egg, egg out and the other two eggs in the pot are kosher. Neither of these two things of having a unique egg pot or cooking a minimum of three eggs Wherever a halachic uh, requirement, and some debate whether it's something a minhag even that has a source a source to it, it's just more of a. Some say it's more of a eitzat tovah. It's a, it's good advice, practical advice to not come into situations where you know you you now have a treif pot or you trafe up all your eggs. Some say with time it became a minhag. So the question is, does it does it apply today? So today, like we mentioned, since a unfertilized egg the spot of blood that's found in it is so small so minute and it doesn't cause an issue so today even if the all, even if each egg had a blood spot in it in theory the pot would still be kosher and in theory even the eggs are kosher you just have to remove that blood spot so therefore today the idea of having a separate egg pot or the idea of cooking minimum three eggs it does not apply and therefore if this whole idea just started for a practical helpful advice and today that practical advice is not needed anymore, so many don't keep it anymore. Some hold that it's a minhug that became continued in the family or, you know, in certain areas and they want to continue the minhug. So many just to continue that minhug today either will have an egg pot or will have three eggs. To use a specific egg pot and do a minimum of three eggs is definitely not something that's needed because both of them are two separate solutions. You don't need both of them together. Now, some people deduce from here that there's, you always have to cook a odd number of eggs, which is not true. There's no issue, no, halakhically there's no requirement or there's no th- idea behind saying that you just need to cook an odd amount of eggs. The only idea that exists, which again is not halakhic, is a, was a good advice or a minag, is a minimum of three. Not one and not two, even though two is an even number. And minimum three, but you could do four, you could do five, six, seven, eight. Once you have three, you know you're good to go, you don't have to do more. So therefore, it is uh, more of a misunderstanding when people say that you cannot cook an odd amount of eggs. There's a separate idea that on Pesach, people have a, a unique egg pot, and that's not connected to blood spots or anything like that. That has to do uniquely with Pesach, as we discussed in the Pesach class.